0: I love that song. It says we pour out our affection and our devotion at the feet of Jesus, which for those who don't know the story in the New Testament, it may sound kind of weird, but it's a story where this woman falls down at the feet of Jesus and she's crying, not because she's like sad, but she's crying because she's so humbled to be in the presence of the Lord. And so uh, it's a rich story. Tonight, we're going to talk about something that should be encouraging to every one of you. Can I show you a picture on the screen? Okay. Every dad who goes to the beach is rocking a shirt that has this at the front of it, right? You know what I'm saying? Y'all seen dads that wear these, right? The life is good. And y'all know there's not just one. There's another one out there. Looks like this. Life is good. There's another one out there. A lobster. Life is good. There's another one. Don't you wait. Come on, here we go. Running. Life is good. Is this, one, this is someone's dad out there? Someone's like, yeah, that's my dad right there. There's another one. Life is good with man's best friend. Yeah. Another one. Let's see one more. I think we might have one more. Maybe two. I'm not sure. Uh, yes. Life is good. Superman. If you're taking notes tonight, you can write at the top, life is good. Life is good because here's the deal. You don't need a t-shirt and you don't need a vacation destination to be able to find joy in this life. Okay? You don't need a t-shirt or a destination to be able to have joy, to live life to the fullest as a middle school student. Let me explain it to you and break it down. From what John chapter fifteen says about how you can have full joy. Full joy. Last week, my boy Sawyer brought the word. He taught from Second John. Who got the verse on the screen, right? Second John, I think two six is where he was at, and it says, "Whoever says he abides in Him, being Jesus, he ought to walk in the same way in which He walked." That's what we talked about last week. He says, if you say you're a believer, if you say you're a Christian and you walk with the Lord, then you ought to be walking in the same way that Jesus walked. That's what he was saying. So this week, we're going to look at how did Jesus walk with the Lord? How did Jesus daily walk with God himself? So John chapter 15, verses 9 through 11, we're going to read it together. If you've got your Bibles, crack that bad boy, bad boy open, and we're going to go and look at the screen as well for those who don't have it. John 15, verse 9, so good. As the Father has loved me, this is Jesus. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. As I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love, these things I have spoken to you that your, that my joy may be full in you and that your joy may be full. Now that's a big chunk. That's a big piece of the passage. Let's break it down. If you're taking notes, the first thing i got for you is real simple. It's a simple word, abide. The word abide. Abide. Now, here's the question. In John chapter 15, verse 9, he commands us, he says, to abide in Jesus. He says, abide in my love. Can we pull that up on the screen real quick? Do we have an underline for him? I want to see where it comes from in the text. Right here. Abide in my love. He's talking about Jesus. So here's the question. What does it mean to abide? It's very simple. It means to continue to walk with, to journey with, to stay close with someone over a period of time. If I'm abiding with something, it means I'm going to stay right beside that thing or that person for a long period of time. It's not a hit-and-run experience. Abiding is not just showing up for one moment and then dipping out and leaving for the rest of the time. That's not abiding. That's just poking in and out. Abiding is walking in a very like, persevering way, a long-term way, over and over again with the Lord. That's what it means when he says to abide with him. It means I'm not just going to show up on a Sunday morning and count that as my abiding with Jesus this week. Or I'm just going to show up the mix, and that's my abiding with Jesus this week was that. No, abiding with Jesus is a daily, continued pursuit of Jesus Christ. We're going to talk more about the, what it looks like. The, when Disney Plus first came out, y'all know what I'm talking about. When Disney Plus first came out, I was all over it because I couldn't wait to watch Mandalorian, okay? And if anyone got Disney Plus for any other reason, I don't know what to tell you, but it was my move, all right? So I finished Mandalorian. It was great. And then I was left with the whole library of Disney Plus to pick from to watch next. And so I stumbled across a documentary about elephants, Yeah, it's on Disney Plus, all right? And y'all might be thinking, it must have been a really low point in your Saturday for you to watch a documentary on elephants. Well, it was quite fascinating, okay? What happens is there's a herd of elephants in Africa, and they are basically trying to survive every year. But there's a lot of challenges and a lot of dangers that await them in their herd. But the good news is there's a matriarch, a mama elephant, And this lady is so wise. I mean, she knows everything about elephant living, all right? She knows where the ponds are. She knows that crocodiles are bad. She knows that. She knows knows how to defend them from lions. She never forgets, all right? I'm just telling y'all straight up, like, to be real with y'all, it was pretty fascinating to see the elephant herd survive. But every year there comes a drought season where all the ponds dry up, and if you don't know where to go, you're going to struggle big time in Africa. Okay, that's all I'm saying. Well, this mama elephant decides she's going to have a baby. And the baby's name is Jobo, I think is what it was. Maybe it's what it was. Jombo, is that right? Jomo? Someone knows. Y'all, y'all seen it. There's people. There's closet elephant people out there. I'm with you. I've been there. They have this baby, Jomo, all right? Jomo, or whatever the name is, is adorable. All right, shh, y'all with me, y'all, shh, right here, right here. Baby elephant's born, and I'm like, there's no way this guy's going to make it the whole year. Like, there's no way. There's like, they're in the drought season. It's getting sticky for this family, right? And I'm going to be honest. If this baby elephant was to do his own thing for the whole drought season, there's no way he would have made it. But daily, he is chasing after, look at him. He is chasing after the herd, staying as close as he can to the family. I mean, he is right there with them. He would fall into mud pits, playing around in this thing, and the herd's getting going. and The mom's like, help pulling him out of the mud pit, and he's walking with her, journeying with them through the through the drought season. They'd pull up to a place where they're like, find some trees. The mom pull it down and take care of the baby elephant. There's no way it would be able to fend for itself against the lions, the crocodiles, the drought, all those things by itself. It wasn't unless baby, whatever the elephant's name is, journeyed with the mama. Journey with the herd would have never have survived. Now, let me tell you this. If you're in middle school, how do you expect to thrive in your 6th grade, 7th grade, and 8th grade years as a young Christian if you're not abiding with Jesus every single day? Chasing after Him and walking with Him. And don't worry, when you fall into the messy mud pits or you stumble in different things or you deal with temptations... Man, the Lord is right there with you to help you walk through them and navigate them. But it's on you to abide with Jesus, to chase Jesus every single day. The Bible talks about it. I believe it's in John 14. Do we have that verse on the screen for us? John 14, I think it is. Maybe it's 15. John 15, maybe verse 4. Can we pull this up on the screen? We have it or no? There it is right there. Abide in me. This is what Jesus says. Abide in me and I in you. For as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. He's saying if you don't walk with Jesus, if you don't journey with Jesus, if you don't daily pursue Jesus, then you are not going to thrive. Let me ask you students, practically, real quick. I'm looking at my eighth graders in the room right here. Y'all know. Y'all have walked right here. Now Listen. Y'all been with us for a long time in our ministry. How do you practically abide with Jesus every single day? My eighth graders, where are you at? Give me an answer. Someone raise their hand. What do you got? Right here, Lydia. Right here. Shh, right here. What you got? Read your Bible. A way that you can abide with Jesus is daily reading your Bible. Who else? You said eighth grader over here? What you got? Right here. Come on. Prayer. What does that look like to pray for a middle school? Every day you maybe wake up and pray for your family, pray for your day, pray for, day, pray for school. Pray for your walk with the Lord. Yeah. What else? What do you got right here? Accountability. Accountability. Finding the other people in your journey with other believers that will help challenge you in walking with the Lord. What about you right here? Discipleship. Discipleship. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Discipleship. Finding someone older to help mentor you, to help you walk with the Lord. That's a really great way. Right here. Praising, Praising him. Yeah. Man, I'll be honest. Honoring the Lord with just singing His praises and thanking Him is a great way of abiding with Jesus every single day. We could keep going on and on, but students, it's so simple if you'll just chase the Lord every day. If you make it a priority when you wake up to do something to chase after the Lord instead of chasing after a phone or chasing after other people's attention, but just chasing the Lord, I promise that's going to change the game in abiding with the Lord. So here's the deal. He says, first and foremost... Abide with Jesus. And the second thing he says, let's go to John chapter 15, verse 9, 10, 11. We'll pull it up here on the screen one more time. He says, abide in my love. Second thing, if you what? Bingo, say it louder with me. If you? Keep my Baller, that's what I'm talking about. Here's the deal. Keep my commandments. What does that mean for a middle schooler? What does that mean for Corey O'Hara, 2021? What does that mean to keep his commandments? Let me be. Let me be real with you. Obeying commands, following rules, growing up had a bad taste in my mouth. Anytime my mama gave me a rule or a, the Bible gave me a command, I literally thought this. I thought this. They are just there to steal the fun out of my day. Y'all, y'all tripping? But that's how I felt. Y'all get it? Y'all back then, I get a rule and it'd be like, no, that ain't what I'm trying to praise. That ain't something we thinking about. All right, listen. Back then, they'd be like, hey you know, love your neighbor as yourself. And I was like, man, that's a struggle for this one. Or like, don't lie. I'm like, but I got a test coming up. Or I'd be like, go clean your room. I'm like, man, who wants to clean the room when Xbox is waiting for me? Or people would be like, go take a shower. My mom would say that. I'd be like, I don't want to take a shower today, you know? Don't even lie, some of y'all know what I'm talking about. When y'all was fourth and fifth grade, y'all did not want to take a shower. Here's the deal, all I'm saying All I'm saying is, back in the day, I would straight up think that rules and commands... Whoa, 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 right here, right here. All y'all talking, y'all like, man, I hate taking a shower. Yeah, I get it, I get it. Listen, right here. I used to think that commands and rules were there to steal the fun out of my day. I really thought that, and I couldn't stand it. I thought when my mom gave me a chore or a command or a rule to do, I thought that that was just a killjoy on my day. Can I be real with y'all? Just straight up. I'm not like a spy or a covert, like, spy for parents out there. Rules and commands are not there to curse you. They are to bless you. They are there to bless you. I didn't understand this when I was young. And if you can get this at this age right here, it would change your whole future. You see, God doesn't tell you a command like, Love your neighbor as yourself because he's trying to, like, ruin your day. Watch this. If you were to not love your neighbor, if I were to walk up to Lydia and start talking, like, gossip and trash about Lydia, that is not loving her well. And what that's going to end up being is causing strife and division, a bad name for me. It's going to scar the reputation of the people I'm talking about. Is that is that a blessing? Is that a good thing? No. When he says, honor your mother and father, that's not to steal Your joy, that's to give you greater blessings. My sister, who I love to death, she loves Jesus with all her heart. When she was in high school, she did not obey my parents. And I promise, I watched it being five years younger all the time. She would slam doors, she'd back talk my mom and dad, and she was always getting in trouble, y'all. When I got to be in her spot, when I was in her spot, guess what I started doing? Yes, ma'am, no, sir. Whatever you need, go clean my room, make my bed, do my whatever, I was doing it all, right? And guess what I got? My mom and dad trusted me. They blessed me. They were encouraging me all the time. I, can't, I can count on my hand how many times I got grounded in high school. My sister can count on her hand how many times she got grounded each week. You know what I mean? That's how it was different. Why? Because she was not following the rules. The rules were there to, to bless. They're there to, to give you opportunities. Uh, students, when the Lord says walk in purity, he's not trying to be a killjoy for you. He's saying if you look at these things on your phone or your computer, they're going to rob you of something that's better for you in a pure, undefiled marriage one day. Like, the rules and commands of the Bible, they're for you. Like, they're, they're for your best Benefit. And here's what's cool is when you begin to abide with Jesus, when you begin to read the Bible and walk with the Lord and enjoy the Lord, you're going to start to see commands that he's going to give you. He's going to say, hey, man, listen, Parker, today I want you to share the gospel with this person at school. He would have never have had that conviction in his heart if he wasn't walking with Jesus. But he's been abiding with the Lord. The Lord gave him a command to go and share the gospel with somebody. And so what he does is he goes and he obeys the Lord. He is abiding with Jesus, walking with the Lord, and then now he's obeying Jesus. And he's gonna see the fruit of that, the blessing in walking in the commands of Jesus Christ. Y'all with me? Y'all see that? The abiding with the Lord will set you up to obey the Lord as well. It's, it's incredible. Whenever I w- this past week, I just got back from a trip in Panama. I drove to Panama, I not drove to Panama, I flew to Panama, and then I took a flight to um, a place called Bocas del Toro. We got a picture on the screen about this? There's a picture. Okay, so I landed right here on this island, Bocas. I I took a boat taxi, a boat taxi all the way across and landed right here, hiked through the jungle and came out on this beautiful beach called Red Frog Beach. Let me show you a picture of the beach. It's so exotic. Let me show it to you. And voila. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not lying. It was amazing. It was amazing. Here's what happened. You can keep that picture up for a minute. Here's the deal. I was going to the beach, and my friends that were in my Airbnb, they said this. They said, do not go swimming in the water. And I was like, you tripping. This beach is amazing, right? They're like, listen, just trust me. The rib currents at this beach are very dangerous. This is what They said, people die at this beach every year. Just hold up, hold up. Just track with me. Hang on, hang on, track with me. So I rolled up on this beach. I rolled up. I looked to my left and my right. There's not a lot of people out there, but it's a beautiful spot. Like, it's just incredible. I'm like, God, you were amazing. I walked to the right, and I find a volleyball net. I played some volleyball. I love volleyball. It was so fun. And then I went to sit down. I had me a strawberry fresa smoothie. I sat on the beach, had my sunglasses. I was big chilling, all right? Big chilling. As I'm sitting there, sipping on my smoothie, all of a sudden, the guy next to me takes off sprinting to the water. He takes his hat off, throws it down, and dives into a wave. And what I realized the guy that I was playing volleyball with just now is now stuck in a rip current out in the ocean, and this guy's diving in to go save him. So, this is what happened. The guy's out there for a minute wrestling with him, pulling him. He grabs the guy around the shoulders, pulls him out of the rip current, pulls him up on shore, and the guy literally, I'm not kidding, I got a picture of this right here. Can I show you this? Let me go to the picture. Ignore my feet at the bottom, please, okay? Don't look at them, all right? (laughs) This is the guy right here. You can't see it because the quality is not great. This is the guy right here. We're going to stay here for a minute. This guy was sitting on the beach in the sand, worn out. I mean, just like catching his air. The guy brings him a cup of water. I mean, he's just sitting there. He's like, what just happened? So I'm like a news reporter on the scene. I'm like, hey, man, so what happened, bro? You know, I'm like trying to find out. But like, this is a juicy story, okay? So both the guys show up, and this is what he says. I'm sitting in the sand. The guy rolls up next to me, and he starts drawing in the sand what happens with the rip current. It looked like something like, I was like, man, this is like a Jesus move. The guy's like down the sand, you know, doing stuff. I'm like, this is cool, you know? The guy's showing me what's happened. And what he said was, I will not forget this. This was so good. The guy that had been playing volleyball that got stuck out there, he said, man, I... I walked out right here at the yellow flag. He said, I was just standing about waist deep in the water. I knew it was dangerous, but I was being careful. I was like, I'll be fine. I'll be okay. He said, I was out waist deep. I was just chilling by the waves. He said, slowly but surely, I started to drift. Further out, he said, I had no idea. I was just chilling, do my thing. He said, next thing you know, a huge wave hit me from the back of, like from behind me. He said, it knocked me off my feet. He said, and when I went to stand up, he said, I could not touch the ground. This guy's like six feet tall. He said like the sand had eroded from where the rip current was and he could not touch the ground. He said the waves were pulling him out into the ocean. He said he was doing everything he could to fight it for as long as he could. He said if if it weren't for that guy jumping in the water, he said I would have surely have drowned. He said there was no way. So I was blown away at this, right? I'm like this is crazy. In the moment I started thinking about this. Is this not exactly how Sin is for a believer. We know we're not supposed to go here. There's a rule and a command. The flags are out. Don't go in the water. The guy says, I'll be fine. I'll go out there. I'll do my thing. And eventually, his life was at risk because he disobeyed the commands and the laws. Students, the Bible is not there to be a killjoy for you. The red flags on the beach are not there because they don't want you to have fun. They're there because they're guarding your life. They don't want you to mess up your life. I know so many people in middle school and high school that made mistakes and sinned against the Lord because they did not obey Him. And it ruined years of their life. They were stuck in addiction and sins because they could not obey the Lord in the beginning. And I'm begging you, students, if you'll just begin right now abiding with Jesus and obeying Jesus, then I promise there's a great reward for it. Because guess what he says right here? John 15, I'm gonna pull this passage right here. John 15, verse 11 is a verse you don't need to memorize. Store this one in the back of your files because this one is rich. It's so good. He says, abide in my love, keep my commandments. This is what he says. These things, this is what I've just said. I have spoken to you, that my joy, Jesus' joy, may be in you, and that your joy may be full. Man, oh, this is so good. Jesus says that his goal behind this is that the joy of his believers, the joy of his followers, would be full. Come here, Parker. Come on, put your Bible down for a second. Come on up here. Either one of you, Parkers, both the Parkers. <laughs> Hold this right here. Perfect. If this is your joy, Jesus says, if you abide in me and obey me, what I want to do is I want to fill up your joy tank every single day. Boom. Is that full? You rocking with that? No, Jesus ain't done. He's like, no, we got more in the tank to give you. If you'll abide and obey me, I will fill up your cup. David says in Psalm 23, my cup is overflows. My cup overflows. I'm just telling you, the Lord wants to fill up your joy tank. You don't have to drink that, okay? I'm going to put that down right here. All right, we're going to just make a mess. I'm going to blame it on you, okay? (laughs) Jesus is all about filling your tank with joy. Like, think about it. He wants you as a 6th, 7th, and 8th grader walking through middle school to have the best middle school years of your life you believe that? Like he's not out to be like, man, we've got to make sure Parker has a real rough time in his seventh grade year, you know? Like he's not about that. The Lord looks at you and says, man, listen, we're going to give you the best journey possible through middle school. He says, but here's the deal. You got to abide with me. You got to walk with me. You got to stick close to me. You got to obey me. He says, if you'll do that, I got good stuff in plan for you, bro. The problem is, I don't know if there's a whole group of middle scores in the room that actually believe that. Do you really believe that? Because I'll be honest, if you did, then tonight you'd go home and you'd start abiding with Jesus. You'd grab your Bible before you grab your phone, you'd grab your Bible before you grab a re- Xbox controller, you'd grab a Bible before you'd plan the next weekend of events and fun stuff to do. Because you would realize that your greatest joy in life Is going to be when you begin abiding and obeying the Lord It doesn't mean It doesn't mean that you're sticking beside your bed Every single day of your life And just sitting there with your Bible open And that's how you get joy, okay? That's not what I'm saying None of, I, don't, I don't sit by my bed every single day And just read my Bible all day long And that's, that's joy for me The Lord wants you out in the world the Lord wants you engaging with people around you. The Lord wants you to be interacting with people in your sports teams and your school and with your family. He wants that. But if you're going to be able to be a representative and to have the full joy out there in the world, you've got to spend that time first and foremost with Jesus. And When you begin abiding and obeying, guess what? The process of abiding and obeying is going to produce full joy. Isn't that what y'all want? I remember, I don't know what time I'm at. What time are we at right now? I apologize. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. I remember whenever I was in ninth grade, I decided I was going to live in the joy of the Lord. And I remember like up to that point, like I would make fun of people and my mouth was just kind of like flying off to say things that were inappropriate and wrong. I got sent home one time for putting something wrong on my agenda. Like I was just like not a, I was not, I wasn't walking in joy, guys. And I remember I said, I'm going to start abiding with Jesus. I started reading my Bible. I started trying to obey the Lord. I started work, trying to seek godly friends in my life. And what happened was this. I started going to school, and I would make it a point every day to meet people and to share joy with them. I would smile more. I'd walk through school with a smile on my face. Even if I couldn't chew gum or I had to tuck my shirt in, you know, I had to just... Even if my school had crazy rules, I was going to smile in the hallways. I was going to encourage people. And I'm telling you right now, my high school years were full of real joy, real friends, and real impact. Just the other day, I saw a buddy of mine that I sent a message to on Instagram. I saw him post something. I hit him up. And I just said, man, it's so good to see you walking with the Lord. And we were talking back and forth. And I remember the days where he says, I wish I would have been doing this when I was doing this back in high school. This man was not loving the Lord, was not walking the joy of the Lord. He missed out. There's a guy named Saul in the Old Testament. God called him to be a king. He messed up, he didn't obey the Lord. And what happened was this, the kingdom was stripped away from him. And David took it because David abided and obeyed with the Lord. What are you gonna miss out on? What joys and blessings will you miss out on? Because you didn't abide and obey the Lord. Don't y'all want to do that today? Don't y'all want to start really pursuing the Lord? Answering him whenever he calls you to do something. And then enjoying life to the fullest. Life is good when you're abiding and obeying Jesus. Let me pray for us. Lord, I thank you so much for tonight. I thank you for our people that are with us in the room that are both leaders staff, and middle school students. My prayer tonight is this, very simple. I pray that every student in this room would go home tonight and make it their priority and mission to simply chase Jesus. If that means reading their Bible, if that means listening to worship music, if that means praying before they go to bed, whatever it is, I pray they would get to abide with you. And then, Lord, if you want them to do something, if you want them to love their neighbor better, if you want them to walk in purity, if you want them to honor their parents, whatever it is, I pray that you would give them something very specific that they can obey and follow and do this week. And then, Lord, I pray that as they abide and obey, that they would get to live in the fullness of joy that only you can give. God, I pray you would do exceedingly abundantly beyond all we can ask or think. And I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen.